Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Father God, I thank you for tonight, Lord. I pray that every word that I speak would glorify and honor you, God. I pray that tonight is a night of breakthrough and that you're excelling each and every one of our relationships. In your mighty name, amen. All right. So tonight, we're wrapping up our relationship series of Relationomics. And if you would have told me a few years ago that I would be speaking on relationships, I would not have believed you. You know, for so much of my life, I wanted to have deep, meaningful connections, but it just never seemed to happen. Um, so much so that when I was 19 years old, I had a desire to go and travel, but I didn't have anybody to go with. And I didn't want to let that stop me, so I went anyways. I, I traveled. I had an amazing time. I went to Australia and New Zealand, and I backpacked around by myself for two and a half months. Um, it was an incredible trip. I had amazing experiences. I met cool people. I did the Sydney Harbor Bridge climb and went to the Great Barrier Reef and the South Island of New Zealand, and it was amazing. I just wished I had someone to do it with. Yeah. So since then, God has shown me how to have meaningful relationships, and that's what I want to share with you tonight. I want to share a few keys that I believe if you apply to your life, you will see breakthrough, not just in your friendships, but in your marriage, in your relationship with your kids, in your family, in your workplace. So lean in. It's going to be good. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start off in Genesis 3, verse 1 to 5. And you know this passage is meant for this season when Pastor Lisa and I both get a word for it. So it's going to sound familiar, but uh, we're going to start there. So it says, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. And in verse 4, you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be just like God. What I want to focus on this is verse 5. It says you three times in that verse. The devil knew that if he could get Eve to focus on herself, then he could stop the flow of blessing in her life. He could lead to dysfunction and sin. And this is literally the devil's oldest trick in the Bible. Yet we see it play out in our lives time and time again. So much brokenness in relationships stems from, from having our focus on ourselves. And so tonight, I'm going to share three thoughts on how getting our eyes off of ourselves and living selfless will lead to meaningful relationships and breakthrough in every area of your life. So the title of my message is, It's Not All About You. <laughs> but before I go any further, I want to define selflessness. It's actually not the things we do or the things we say. It's the position of our heart. It's trusting in God and believing that when we take care of each other this way, that there's an unlimited flow of blessing this way from heaven. It's a beautiful picture of the cross. 
And so I just want you to keep that in mind as I continue. Um, so the first point is selfish isolates, selfless engages. After Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit, it says in Genesis verse 8, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. When Adam and Eve focused on themselves, they hid. They isolated themselves from God. However, when Jesus gave, he came, he gave his life to restore and build community. He came to bring people from all walks of life together, to do life together, to build community, to encourage one another, to pray, to have fun, right? So a few years, or yeah, a few years ago, um, Jake, my amazing husband, Jake, when he's not serving here at church, he is an aerospace engineer. And he got an incredible job offer, but it was in Denver. And it was a, seemed like a once-in-a-lifetime job offer. But um, <laughs> honestly, it, it wasn't that hard of a decision. We love our church. We love our family. We love San Diego. I love the sun. And I did not want to go and live somewhere in the snow. But there was one thing that made me want to go. And it was this thought, this voice came in and said, you should just go. Nobody's going to notice if you're gone. Nobody's going to care. Like, it's, it'll just be another day without you. And, you know, it sounds silly now, but in that moment, it felt so real. If it was so painful, just the thought of like, really, I've grown up here my entire life and no one's going to care? Like, how pathetic is that? Um, it was that voice that made me want to hide, that made me want to isolate. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to go to connect group. I didn't want to go and see anyone. I just wanted to lie in a ball in my bed and be by myself or move states away to Denver. Like that was somehow going to solve the problem. But I made it just, it, you know, I knew that was not the voice of God. I knew that was not a good reason to move. And I made a decision that I was going to get my eyes off of myself. I was not going to let my feelings determine my life. I was not going to let my feelings take me out of my lane, take me out of the assignment and purpose that God had for me. And so I decided, you know what? No, I am going to take care of others. I am going to serve others, not to get anything from them, but to make an impact, to serve my God, to honor God. In Philippians 2, 3 to 4, it says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. So it's so important, having that position of your heart to love others for their benefit, out of love. Um, so what does it look like to engage others? What does it look like instead of choosing to isolate, to engage, to connect? Well, if you're someone like I was who was more reserved and had this desire like, you know, I would be somewhere if I didn't know anyone and just think like, oh, maybe someone will notice me. Maybe someone will see me. Maybe somebody will say hi to me or ask me how I am. 
and just wanting and wishing for that. But if it didn't come, you know, we can't wait for those situations. We need to be the people who go first, who go and introduce ourselves to someone, who ask someone how they're doing and genuinely care and listen. Um, so go first. Be the friend that you would want to have. We can also compliment, we can encourage, we can build people up. Um, last week at work, randomly, a coworker stopped by my office, and I didn't know her super well. We've kind of seen each other in passing, and she comes by and she's like, Joy, I hope this doesn't like sound weird, but you are like the most, like best dressed person in our office. So, um, <laughs> so she's like, yeah, you inspire me to dress nicer. Like, who do you follow? So first I was like, well, actually, I just go to church on Monday, Wednesdays and Sundays, and my amazing pastor is my fashion influencer. Come on, ladies, you know that we are so blessed to have Pastor Lisa help us step up our fashion game. <laughs> but the second thought I had as she walked out the door, I thought, I like her. I should be friends with her. I got to take her out to lunch. <laughs> so... I know it's happened to me where I'll get a thought of like, think something nice, but then as soon as I go to say it, I think, what if they think I'm weird? What if I get rejected? Like, what if I offend them and we keep these things in? And it's happened so many times and it's so silly. People want to be complimented. They like it. That's how you build relationship, right? So we all, all heard this saying, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all, which is good. I recommend it. But if you have something nice to say, say it. <laughs> we can also, you know, value others like they talked about. But have you ever thought, like, why is it that some relationships start out so strong, but then they fizzle out over time? Like we get so excited to have this new friend and we want to hang out all the time. But then as time goes on, we put in less effort and the relationship can fizzle out. Well, if you value a relationship, it will grow. If you devalue the relationship, it will diminish. So keep that in mind. If you want to have a better marriage, value your spouse. Pour into them. Be, you know, be interested in what they're interested in. And you can do this with your kids, right? Spend time with them. I know my son, he loves to go and find lizards and bugs and snails. So I go and find lizards and bugs and snails. But I, I like snakes, that's crossing the line. I don't go to snakes. That's too far. <laughs> With your friends, you know, make their preferences your preferences. And you can even apply this in your workplace. You know, how, if you want breakthrough in your work, what are you saying about your boss? Are you honoring them? Is what is important to them important to you? When you value them, what, is, what you value is attracted to you. When we first started coming to church, and I wanted to make friends so badly, but I would argue with Jake about going to Connect Group. I would say, why do we have to go? Nobody likes me or nobody knows me. Nobody is like me. But the truth was, I was so focused on myself so like ingrained in my own insecurities that I didn't see the gold that was right in front of me. We can also be honest. It is so important to be honest. You know that you can come to church, you can go to connect group, you can have thousands of followers on Instagram and still feel alone and isolated. 
but it's when we're honest, when we have the humility, the selflessness to tell people how we're really feeling, that is when we get the meaningful connections. Maybe you don't want to be a burden to someone around you. Maybe you're afraid they won't understand you. But without meaningful connection, it leads to isolation. So my second point is self-limits, selfless accelerates. Focusing on self puts limits on our lives. But when we focus on others, we accelerate in life. Genesis 3.23, it says, So the Lord God banished him, Adam, from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. Adam and Eve could no longer be in the presence of God because of their sin, because of focusing on self. They were banished from the garden. They could no longer live in this beautiful earthly heaven where they had everything. And that was all taken away because they focused on self. But Jesus died so that we can have access to the Holy Spirit. So we can be in intimate relationship with him and experience the supernatural. So we can have an open heaven over our lives where we can live in heaven's economy. So thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, uh, recently, or over the last couple years, Jake and I have been looking for a business opportunity. We wanted to accelerate our finances, and so we decided, all right, let's look for a business. Let's do this. And so we had our criteria, and we began looking. And for two years, it was no. No. Like, didn't meet the criteria, didn't meet the criteria. Um, and I remember Jake coming home, being like, babe, I found the most incredible opportunity. It is going to be so profitable. It's amazing. And God told me it's for a friend. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's awesome. Good for them. And then again, oh, there's an incredible opportunity, and I prayed, and I feel like it's for this person. And after this happened about four or five times, by the fifth time, I was like, babe, we have to take care of ourselves. Like, we can't just take care of everybody else. We need to do what's best for our family. Have you seen my vision card? I'm like, do I need to show you again? <laughs> and as those words were coming out of my mouth, the Holy Spirit just convicted me. I was like a sweetheart. Don't you know? When you take care of others, I will take care of you. In Proverbs 11:24, in the message version, it says, "The world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller." And as God began to transform my heart, I began to pray. I began to declare for every one of those businesses. I was thanking God that these businesses would be a legacy for their families for generations upon generations. That God would bring a supernatural like demand for their products and services. That he would bring divine people into their businesses to accelerate it, to make it you know, just do what I, like, it needed to do, to be the best business that it could possibly be. And as I began to declare these things, you know, within days, you guys, our broker reached out to us for the business we just closed on two weeks ago. <laughs> so my question for you is, when was the last time you were in your prayer war room, your drop zone, you know, warfaring for your family, that you also warfared for your friends. 
when was the last time that you went to battle for their marriage, for their finances, for their kids, for their health? There is so much power when we pray for others. And not only just about anything, but what about the things where you're believing for breakthrough in your own life where you haven't yet seen it yet? That is so powerful. But it's when our heart is in, in, with trust in God, when we know, when we trust in his word and know that when we take care of others, he will take care of us, like why not pray for others? Like if he, when he, when he brings that breakthrough for them, you better believe he's got one waiting for you. <laughs> But it's not just doing it when it's convenient, not just at, I mean, at Connect Group, at Men's and Women's Prayer, that's amazing, but it's on your own time when you're doing it for yourself, like that sacrifice to take that time to, to think of others. In Job 42.10, it says, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. So trust in God with all of your heart, know his word is true, go to battle for your friends and know that when he takes care of them, he will take care of you. Our God is the God of unlimited resources. There's no limit of homes or businesses or blessings. You know, he has it all just waiting for you. We were created to be a flow of blessing. John 15, 13 says, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for your friends. When you lay down your life, you find it. It might not be convenient, it might not cost you something, but when you take care of others, he takes care of you. And a beautiful story that I think of in the Bible is about Ruth and Naomi. Naomi, she was married. She had two sons, but her husband and her two sons, they passed away. And she was, le and she was left with her daughter-in-laws. And she told them, you know what? Your best future, you know, the best chances you have to remarry, to have a family, to live out your dreams is to go back to your home. Go back to where you were from. I'm, and she was going to go her way. But Ruth, one of the daughter-in-laws, refused. And Ruth 1.16, Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. And it's a beautiful picture of someone. She laid down what like, was perceived to be you know, her future. She laid that down to be with her mother-in-law, to support her, to honor her, to stay with her. And a few verses later, Ruth finds the love of her life. She finds Boaz, one of Naomi's relatives, and has a son, Obed, who becomes the grandfather of King David. When you lay down your life for others in pursuit of God, you will find it. So self-limits, selfless, accelerates. <laughs> My third point is, selfish leads to bondage, selfless leads to freedom. In Genesis 3, 9 and 10, it says, but the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid. You see, when Adam and Eve sinned, it led to fear, it led to pain, it led to torment and eventually generational bondage. But Jesus came. He broke the curse of sin and death so we could live free. Luke 4, 18 to 19 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to be hope for the poor, 
healing for the brokenhearted and new eyes for the blind and to preach to prisoners. You are set free. So what stands out to me in this passage is that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. You know, when I was younger, a lot of the pain that I experienced, I had a lot of disappointment. People saying they were going to do things and then not following through. And after a while of compounding disappointment, I just made a decision. That's fine. I just won't rely on anyone again. If I want something done, I'll do it myself. I made a vow. I'll never trust anyone again. But those, that leads to bondage. And we need to allow God to come in and heal. Allow God to heal your heart is the key to breaking bondage and selfishness in our lives. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Do you like what's been flowing from your heart? What's been flowing from your heart? Is joy and peace flowing from your heart? Or is anger and bitterness flowing from your heart? If you aren't sure, you know, if you have a wounded heart, here are some symptoms that you might be living in bondage. Do you constantly feel lonely and alone no matter how hard you try? And do you constantly feel bitter and angry and lash out? Have you made inner vows that I'll never trust anyone again? I'll never let anyone in. Have you made an agreement that no one understands me? I'll never get married. I'll never have a healthy marriage. I'll always be alone. No one wants to be friends with me. Well, I want us all to stand, and I'm going to pray for you all. First, the most selfless act we can make is surrendering our lives to Christ. Making a decision to make him our Lord and Savior. So if you're here tonight and you want to make that decision, I'm going to have everyone bow their heads and close their eyes. And if you're here tonight and you're, you want to make that first selfless act, you want Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I would love it if you would raise your hand, and I would love to pray for you. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Over here, I see your hand. Thank you. Just wait one more minute. If that's here, you here tonight, and you want to make that decision. All right, and then we're going to pray, and then after that, I'm going to pray for people to receive healing. So first, if, you're, if you raise your hand, you can put it down, but we're all going to repeat these words. Father God, I have sinned, and I ask for your forgiveness. I surrender my life to you. Come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to... Always walk in your ways by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome.
Well, if you could keep your heads bowed, I also want to pray for those of you who you want to receive healing, that as I was listing off some of the areas of bondage, if you want to receive healing tonight, you want to see breakthrough in your relationships, then I want you to put your hand over your heart. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm going to walk you through a prayer. I'll, I'll pray over you right now. Father God, I thank you, Jesus, for every hand over their hearts right now, Jesus. I pray for a release from heaven, God. Right now, we forgive those who have hurt us, Lord. We release the pain, God. We forgive ourselves for holding on to the pain, allowing it to take root. And right now, we break agreement with any inner vows that will never be loved. We break agreement with the vow that we'll never trust anyone again. We receive your healing now, Heavenly Father. Thank you for transforming our hearts. Thank you for blessing us beyond measure, beyond what we could think, ask, or imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.